Hello and welcome to the Student Voice podcast. My name is Caroline Duggan and I will be hosting this new podcast series from NUI Galway. Over the next number of weeks, I will be chatting with current NUI Galway students about their particular course. So if you are a leaving or pre-leaving cert student and you are considering your university options for next year, then this podcast is definitely for you. Likewise, if you're a parent, guardian, teacher, or maybe a guidance counsellor of a Leaving Cert class, please share the link and encourage your students to listen in. Because hopefully, hearing these first-hand accounts from current students will really help a student in their decision-making process. My guest today is Aoife Roach. Aoife hails all the way from Wexford and attended St Mary's Secondary School in Arklow in County Wicklow. Uh, Aoife is currently studying Energy Systems Engineering, CAO code GY413 at NUI Galway. Aoife, thank you for joining me on the Student Voice podcast. Thanks for having me, Caroline. I'm delighted to have you. Aoife, I want to begin by taking you right back to that dreaded leaving cert year in St. Mary's in Arklow. Had you a clear idea about what you wanted to study after the leaving cert? I had no idea what I was going to do after the leaving cert and when I filled out my CEO for the first time in January I had all sorts on it I had science and teaching and I think medicine at one point it was a little bit of a mess but um I saw a career guidance teacher a career counselor sorry um during the year and they sort of introduced me to engineering and um I figured things out from there you know because uh, the subjects that I did in Leaving Cert, I liked physics and biology, maths, art. So I was all over the place there as well. But um, engineering seemed like a good sort of intersection for. Okay, so you touched on two subjects there, and it's quite interesting because another student that I had on a podcast also mentioned art as a subject for engineering. Do you think that helped you? I think so, and. It might be a little bit controversial. I have heard people say that engineers aren't creative, but I think you have to be. I think in order to be an effective problem solver and, you know, um, improve on the existing technologies, I think there has to be some sort of creativity to that. And, um, you know, you don't want a team of engineers who all have the exact same background either. So there's no reason why it shouldn't help you. The other subject that you talked about there was was maths. So um, obviously for engineering at NUI Galway, you, there is a minimum entry requirement of the H4 for maths. Did you succeed in that in the Leaving Cert, um, Aoife? I did. Um, I was very fortunate. Maths was one of my better subjects in the Leaving Cert. Um, but I do know that there are people who struggled with it and are still getting on very well with their courses now. Yeah, so for the student maybe who is a little bit nervous about the H4, NUI Goi do offer the engineering maths qualifying exam and you can take that exam after your leaving cert results come out. So it's a very good backup to have because even if you're brilliant at maths, anything can go wrong on the day of the leaving cert, am I right? Absolutely. It's um, 
and there's so much stress as well you know maths is one of the first exams I think that you do in the leaving cert and anything can go wrong on the day as you say yeah so talk to me a little bit about the research that you undertook to maybe narrow down the courses and indeed the university, because obviously being based in Wexford, going to school in Wicklow, there were lots and lots of universities that you could choose engineering from. So can I just talk to you a little bit about that research process, Aoife? Yeah, well, I suppose I had been to an open day in Galway before I really knew what course I wanted to do. And I fell in love with the city and the campus um, before I narrowed down my courses um so I definitely knew that if Galway had a good engineering course that's the one that I wanted and they do um and they have you know it's it's a lot smaller classes than say the UCD engineering and it's a lot more flexible in that the undenominated um the first year that's undenominated there's less competition I think to get into your um specific stream of engineering after that um, and that's really comforting to know as well that, you know, even if you're not top of the class, you're going to be able to get into the classes that you want and come out with a degree that you're happy with. Yeah. I know from speaking to you last week, you mentioned that originally your plan was to do biomedical engineering, but that at the end of that undenominated, that first year, you opted for energy systems. Can you tell me, you know, what drew you to energy systems? Yeah, well, in first year, we have this, um, we had a module called Fundamentals of Engineering, and we did a few weeks of each of the different streams. Um, and it was aimed at undenominated students, but everyone took it. And during that year, I just sort of realized that I was really fascinated by the energy industry and really fascinated by the work that the energy engineers were doing. And I just wanted to learn more about it and I wanted to be part of it. Um, so that's sort of what drew me in. I also joined the Energy Society in first year and they did an event called the Galway Energy Summit that year. And they had a panel of people, you know, professionals um, talking about the climate crisis and how Ireland has to meet it and but like what's the best way to do that and then there's a careers fair so that you know I was exposed to a lot of the industry that I had never even thought about before in first year and I just thought that I want to I want to be part of it I want to learn more. That's really interesting what you're saying there Aoife and I just wanted to ask you just for the student what does an energy systems engineer actually do? Because I thought it was really interesting there. You talked about the environment um, and that energy systems engineers can play a really key role in that. So just talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, absolutely. So in college, a lot we do a lot of mechanical and civil and electrical modules. We sort of, it's it's a very broad course. And I think that's reflective of what energy engineers do after college as well, because you could work as a mechanical engineer with a specialization in energy, where you are working at mechanical technologies. You could be working at an environmentally friendly car or something like that, because realistically, in order to effectively combat climate change we're going to have to do it across a lot of different sectors. You know, it can't it's not just one group of people that are going to be leading this change in order for it to be effective it has to be everywhere and so energy engineers 
sort of have to fit into that as well. Um, and I know that's a very broad understanding, but it's a degree that once you finish, there are a lot of options. Yeah, a lot of opportunities open to you. Um, and I think it's really interesting there that you spoke, you know, you've mentioned a few times now about teams working as part of a team. So uh, engineers, you work as part of a team. You're you're rarely on your own. Am I right? That's certainly my understanding. Um, and I've done two internships in the last two years and it's always in teams. And you might be in a team for the entirety of your work placement, or you might change team depending on the specific job that you're assigned to. Um, And I do think that the course prepares us for that because from first year, we have a lot of team projects and as stressful as they can be trying to get people to put in their fair share. It's part of what being an engineer is. You have to deal with people and work effectively with people. Great. So let's just talk a little bit more in detail maybe about the course itself. So first year you come in and it's undenominated. So everyone is covering much the same subject choices. Second year, then you opted for energy systems engineering. So what kind of modules did you have in second year, Aoife? Yeah, so once you specialise in energy systems, you do a lot of different mechanical and civil and electrical modules. And then in third year, it all comes together. It all makes sense because once you start learning about the renewable energy technologies like hydro or wind power, the things that go into them, you need an understanding of mechanical, like how is it going to move, civil, how are you going to make sure it stands up, and electrical, like how is it actually going to provide anything, provide any electricity. So it all sort of comes together then when you start learning about those technologies as to why we need a foundation in all of those different streams of engineering. That's that's really interesting, Ipa. I I want to talk to you about work placement because work placement is a very important part of your engineering degree. So can you tell me a little about where you did your work placement and what it involved? Yeah, so um, I started my work placement last January and I was in Cork in a company called Fingleton White. Um, and they are energy engineering consultants. So um, I was very excited. I got. I thought I was going to have uh, the most of the years in Cork experience in New City, but COVID had other plans. Um, so I spent most of it working from home since March. A lot of the work that I did on placement was quite mechanical. The company do um, gas projects, water projects they have an R&D project a research and development project undergoing as well that I worked on um and because it was a smaller company I had the opportunity to be on different project teams and try out different styles of projects which was really interesting and really beneficial to me yeah I think that it's amazing because the work placement it, it you know it really helps you build your CV even before you graduate and it probably gives you a really clear idea about maybe what area you might be interested in working in yeah definitely and even just the exposure to the different opportunities you know because um the company I was in were very you know they encourage people to be sociable and um, I spoke to a lot of engineers from the different offices from Dublin and Port Leash and was exposed to the sort of work that they're doing that weren't projects that I was working on. But it was really interesting to hear about what was going on and what's going on in Ireland, what the opportunities are for engineers once they finish college and the sort of different paths that you can go down. You know, some people have 
traveled and spent a year in China. Some people have done a master's and a PhD and now they're working as a chartered engineer. Yeah, that that kind of um, insider information, it's just so beneficial, isn't it? And you only get that from from working within companies. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I just want to touch quickly with you, Aoife, on accommodation, because obviously coming all the way from Wexford, um, you had to sort accommodation in first year. Can you tell me about how you went about that? Um, so I think the day I got my offer for Galway, um, we hopped in the car and we were driving up to view different houses. And honestly, I was completely lost. My mum did a lot of the work to organise that and I can't really take credit for it. Um, but I, d- I did end up in digs in first year, which is not ideal for a lot of people, but um, it suited me just fine. You know, yeah. um, I was out in Salt Hill, so I had gorgeous prom right beside me um and only like a half hour walk into college but it is it is a struggle and um I do not envy leaving students trying to figure out where they're going to go and if they're going to get accommodation because it is very very stressful and um you know Galway is in a housing crisis so it's yeah, I think um, I think the digs option for first years is a fantastic option because particularly if you're coming from someplace like Wexford and you're not really familiar with the city and you're not familiar with the university, you know, having a base in, in a digs can be really, really useful and it can kind of help you settle in that little bit quicker. Am I right? Absolutely. And now my digs lady was not mothering me or, you know, bathing me in any way, but it's nice to, you know, when you're in a family home, you know that there's somebody that you can talk to over dinner rather than student houses can be quite lonely sometimes depending on the people that you're assigned to so it it was a comfort to me to know that I could have that sort of just evening chat yeah that support um if if I was to ask you to give some advice to that girl who was sitting her leaving cert in St Mary's in Arklow, um, yourself, that 17 or 18 year old version of yourself, what one piece of advice would that be? Just don't worry about it. It's it's all going to work out. I think the leaving cert is so stressful and you think that this one decision is going to make or break your entire life, but it's not. <laughs> and <laughs> if everything goes terribly in the exams, there are other ways to get there and you just got to keep going I think. Great fantastic advice Eva. Eva, I want to wish you the very best of luck in your final year. Is this your final year it is? It is yeah. Yeah so I want to wish you the very best of luck in your final year and indeed in your future career plans and thank you for taking the time to join me today on the Student Voice podcast. No bother thanks for having me. Thank you. So next week, I'm joined by Orla Lyons and Orla has just completed her four year speech and language therapy degree at NUI Galway. So if you know a student may be considering health sciences or maybe considering indeed speech and language therapy, then please share the link and encourage them to join us next week. So until then, slong a fall. Mm-hmm.